Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about the movie The Furies. And this movie is one of those cat and mouse hunt or be the hunted type of movies. Seen done many many times, but this one was actually really good. I actually enjoyed it. I mean, there been a lot of them have been good anyway. Let me just say that. But I really enjoyed this one. It's about this woman, her friend that been kidnapped, and um, one of the girls been in in a court, like in a box, and she had this flashback by being like an operating table, and when she got up, her eyes are like bloody. Um, she when she was on the run. She found these two girls, and um, these two women is like walking around the forest, and so the other the other woman is like want her to be with her because she's the slowest. I, I mean, it was kind of it's kind of stupid the concept of that of that part of that scene. But anyway, the point is these mass killers will go after them, and it's like the girls have to be on the run. And let me just say the death scenes in this movie is super gory. It's super bloody. It's like really good. I love the death scenes in this movie. And I love the, the mask kills, how they look. But not only the mask killers go after the ladies, they fight among each other too. And you know, there's a reason why, you know. But all in all, I like the horror. I like the action in this movie. It was really enjoyable. And I like the ending, of course. The ending is kind of well predictable, but at least it's a good ending for hey. Empowerment, you know what I'm saying? But the Furies, I said definitely check it out, man. I highly recommend this one. Peace out, and see you later, guys and gals. Hey, guys and gals, how you doing? Today, we talk about The Grunge Part 3, and this is the sequel to the Americanized version of The Grunge 1 and 2 from Sam Raimi. And um, I always thought I reviewed this one, but I guess I did not have to check it. I did review Drew 1 and 2, the Americanized version of Grunge 1 and 2, and... This one now. Um, I know there's spin-offs from the Juwan series, but I'm not really a fan of the spin-offs, to be honest with you. So we just, I'm going to skip that. It's not part of my timeline anyway. And also, if you have not heard, there's going to be the Grunge reboot coming out, I believe, next year. So, um, definitely looking forward to it. See, you can say that the Grunge reboot is going to be more Americanized, with Japanese influence, but it be 100% Americanized. What I heard, what I read about. While this one, this reboot was more Americanized slash Japanese, you know, because you got the American person going to Japan, and then going to you got it back and forth with Americanized people in Japan, and you got coming to the U in, in the U.S. also back and forth. It was both a prequel and a sequel at the same time, in a way, I would say. But the Grunge Three is a hundred percent totally a sequel. Two part two. It follows up from the sequel of the Grunge two, and um, this one, like I said, this went the home market, so it's not like so um, fast paced like you know. Um, the way the way the creepy factor in this was silly to me, to be honest with you. It wasn't really all that as, as, as the first two Grunge movies, to be honest with you. 
But I did like the concept, the story. Like you say, the, apart, the apartment complex in Chicago from the second movie is to, totally cursed, you know. You got the landlord and his two families, his, his, and the two girls, which is like, I, I think that's he's the uncle and the two sisters, if I'm corrected. I could be wrong, I apologize if I'm wrong. But, um, and the, this, the, um, the kid that survived in the second movie ended up dying in part three because he was the prequel in this movie. He was, I mean, he was in the beginning part of this movie, and which kicks off for the third movie here. But pretty, pretty much, the, it revolves around the, the, the landlord and the two sisters. You know, this movie mainly, and you also got this woman from Japan, who comes to Chicago, to try to stop to the curse. You know, um, I won't say too much about that. I mean, even though it's an old movie, but I feel like the story for this style was pretty good for it for. How, how who the Japanese woman was in part three, and how she's connected to, to the um, Kayako character, you know, and she also has an objective goal on what how she could stop the curse. Um, the kill scenes in this movie was typical grunge kill scenes, you know how she comes out, how she trying to come up to people, and people do die in this movie, of course. Um, all in all, I mean, I thought this was a, a okay movie. I, I did enjoy it. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but I did enjoy the movie. So I'm not. So I kind of like this third part as part of this reboot of one, two, and three as a conclusion. Even though the ending had kind of like a room to fill up for another sequel, or the cooks could still continue in a way how they how they ended it. You know, it's like they rebooted for, for someone to take over the take place pretty much of the main villain character and I'm sorry if that's a spoiler sorry um besides that eventually I enjoyed it so check it out peace guys and see you later hey guys and gals how you doing today I'll be talking about a movie called The Hunting of Julia and man this is a movie I grew up with a long time ago when I was a kid and I think I remember it was played on channel 11 so I saw this on television I don't know the video version or the television version had like a different cut, but I found out there's a rated R version. So, but I'm just going by a flashback of what I remember about the movie, you know, because I think I remember it really well, you know. It's about this mom and her daughter, and her daughter choked on an apple. If I remember, I could be wrong, but she choked on an apple, and her mom's trying to perform like the surgery to to make her not choke, but the daughter ended up dying anyway. Later on in the movie, as it progressed, she ended up buying a new house, you know, trying to recover from her, from the incident. And um, lately, there's like this spirit of this little girl, you know, and like the supernatural element around this house, like this mystery. People start dying, and, you know, the mom, played by Mia Farrow, Julia, she started doing an investigation about the house and about this child and what's going on. And you know what, I, I like this movie because the acting was so good, but what I like about this movie the most was the twist ended fucked me over, because I did not understand that ending, like, why did, I mean, I don't want to ruin this, I almost spoil it for you guys and gals, but still, it makes you wonder, right, what's with that ending, but the soundtrack was, on, you know, the soundtrack is fantastic, I love that eerie, that cool soundtrack, for, for a ghost movie, for a haunted movie, it got a cool soundtrack. Like, what's up with that? You know? And this is like, in, I think about 77 or 78. I could be wrong. Around that time. But I heard. But I went on IMDb. They say 77. But they're coming out with 78. 
But I remember seeing the credit for 77, so I'm, I'm going to go by that. But Hunter of Julia, I should definitely check it out, man. I mean, it is one odd movie when you get to the end part, you know. Anyway, peace out, and see you later, guys and gals. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about a movie called The House from 2016. And I'm not sure if this is a German movie or a Norwegian movie. Because, you know, it's about these two Nazi soldiers. They hold up a Norwegian soldier to come with them. And then when they walk in, they stumble upon this house. So they took back this house, which is which raised up the Norwegian flag. And um, so... The two Nazi soldiers say, why are they raising the flag up, you know? And the Nazi leader was saying that, well, the Norwegians are pretty rebellious, you know? Well, when the, no the Norwegian soldiers, they um, held hostage, you know, to take them with, with them, um, have gangrene, he's sick. And s while they stay in this house, they know some bump in the night, you know, lights on and off, radios playing. And in between the movie, and I apologize for the phone in my room, so, so ignore that. But anyway, so anyway, I apologize. I'm pausing for a moment so the phone stops a bit. Alright, so to move forward, the house has supernatural elements in the house. Meanwhile, you get this flashback with exorcism going on among this female with this priest, and I don't know where that's played out, but to be honest with you, it's probably trying to tell you the story about what this house is really about. Um, the movie is very well camera shot. Let me just say, to me, I love the camera work in this movie. Acting, really good. The soundtrack, the background, the music. I mean, no, I probably saying soundtrack all the time. But background music is really good. Uh, everything about this movie is good. It's just a simple movie about in the house. It's one of those horror movies where it takes mostly of one place. You know, around the forest, very, it has a lot of snow. But um, the supernatural paranormal elements, I kind of like it because it's not like over-the-top paranormal stuff that you see in horror movies just to get the young fans happy, you know. It's just more like realistic paranormal, like, like I say, like knocking, radio turning on by itself, the lights on and off, you know, ghostly image, you know, simple stuff like that. I really enjoyed it for that. Um, but the movie, to me, is, is enjoyable, but if you expect something fast-paced, like, you know, what you see in other, like, fast-paced paranormal movies, like Conjuring, for example. I think Conjuring was pretty fast-paced for what it is, in my opinion. But if you expect something like that, you're not going get to get it with the house. You're going to get well-balanced with acting and pa some natural elements in this movie. But I'll add, to fast-forward again, The House of 2016, speaking for me, I highly recommend this one. Peace out, and see you later, guys and gals. Hey, guys and gals, how you doing? Today, we talk about a movie called The Monster Project. And um, I remember seeing the trailers for this, and I did saw this movie last year. Um, this, when I saw the trailers for it, I mean, at first I was like, okay, this is not groundbreaking. But it has to do something to make to make me entertain, at least that. So when I first saw this movie, I actually thought I was going to shit on it, but I ended up enjoying the movie, you know. Uh, it's a video, f one of those video footage style movies about this group of web webisode guys that like to do Play, play pranks on people and scare people. So I decided to go to this house and interview people to be part of this project called the Monster Project. And they're looking for real monsters. Of course, they thought these people were actors, and as you've seen in the trailers, they are the real deal. So once they found out they were real monsters, 
the survivors will have to try to escape the house and try to survive against different these different monsters. It was like watching a horror video game, you know. So to me, I thought of it as that, and to me, I ended up liking the movie because of that. Um, the movie does. I'll give you a little minor spoilers. When I saw the trailers, I said they have to have a twist ending in this movie. If the twist ending would be like a ghost that haunted the house, that would have been great, you know. But it did have a twist ending, which there was another monster, a hidden monster. I won't say what it was, but I kind of like that concept better. So the Monster Project, I did enjoy the movie. I highly recommend it, better yet. And just be open-minded. I mean, again, it's another video-style movie. Nothing new, but still enjoyable to watch. Check it out. Peace, guys, and see you later. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Uh, we're getting closer and closer approaching the day of Halloween, the 31st of October. Um, I'm surprised I never did talk about this movie. I always thought I did. I reviewed this one already. But here's my opinion of The Monster Squad. Um, I'm trying to remember how I first saw this movie, man. I mean, I'm not sure if it was on HBO, but either way... Let me say something, another good childhood of mine, a good horror movie, I, I don't know, I could, I could say a horror comedy if I wanted to, but I feel like to me it's more a horror, you know, it's like the horror version of The Goonies, pretty much, if Goonies was a horror movie, it would be this, even though The Goonies came out in the 80s, just like this movie did, but still, this has The Goonies adventure feel, but it's more in the town, you know. Well, you got this kid who's fascinated with monsters. Um, he got this book by his mom, written by Van Helsing himself. And while it was translated, it's pretty much like the end of the world is coming. You know, you got Count Dracula landing on this town, raising monsters from the dead, creating monsters. And um, they, they're going to get this jewel, they want this jewel, the stone. But these kids got the, the crystal before Dracula could get it. And Dracula and his monsters are going after the kids, pretty much. And this crystal will open like a, a portal, a dark portal, a vortex that sucks everything in, pretty much. And of course, Dracula needs it to destroy everything, pretty much. But you got the kids that's still going to stop Dracula, stop his monsters. And uh, this movie is a fun movie, a good, fun movie. The classic Universal Monster feels feel to it, excuse me. And, um, you know, even though this movie, to me, like I said, I can say it's a horror movie, because this movie does have death scenes. People do die in this fucking movie. For a kid's movie, people do die. Um, I love Frankenstein in this movie. I like the relationship, how he has a relationship with the kids and sided on the good team, on the good side, to battle the m monsters. And the ending, the finale is fantastic. The f epic battle fight scenes when the kids go up against the monsters. Um, yeah, definitely. The Monster Squad, what can I say? It still holds up to this day. Still a fun movie. Still a enjoyable movie. Still a great movie. I, I, I want to say, let me say fantastic movie. You know, for all generations of love. To the next era, to the next time. You know, it's timeless. It's timeless. Anyway, the Moth Squad, check it out. If you have it, then you must be smoking something. Peace out, and see you later, guys and gals. Hey, guys and gals, how you doing? 
Today movie we'll be talking about for the 31 days of Halloween and this is day 30. Hello. Tomorrow, what is the Halloween day movie I will be talking about on the 31st tomorrow? Well, you gotta find out the next day, of course. So please subscribe to this channel if you like this channel page. Definitely click on the, notif the notification bell for any latest videos I'll put out here. And again, this channel is always is a is an opinion thoughts channel. So it's really a mixed bag of everything. It's not about it's not just reviews. I do a lot of gameplays. I do talk topics. Hey, I might even do I might come back doing comic book reviews here and there. Who knows? Um, but mainly reviews, combo no reviews and a lot of gameplays, and mainly a lot of talk topics. So so if you like those things, then definitely support this channel. Um, every view counts, you know. If you don't want to subscribe, fine. Maybe you want to come back and forth and um, to see what new videos I put out. Um, if you'd like to donate, I appreciate it. I can always use extra money for Metro cards. <laughs> but with that introduc long introduction, let's get to the point of this this um, blog. I'll be talking about The Night of the Creeps. Definitely a classic. Definitely an HBO memory for me. Because I wish I saw this in the movie theaters growing up. But I... Didn't have a chance to, so I didn't even know about it until I saw it on HBO. To be honest with you, I guess back then we had yeah we had Nintendo, so I was, I was heavy to doing a lot of gameplays during around that time. Anyway, another creature. This movie has everything: sci-fi, horror, drama, thriller, suspense, comedy. You know. And um, B movies, it's it's just a, a load a load of genres mashed up into one, and it fucking works. This movie is wonderful, beginning to end. Um, you got the science fiction part with the aliens, with the experiment, and the experiment landing on Earth. These creepy slugs, and oh boy, those slugs are creepy. Lives up to the title. Goes inside this serial killer, and then many later, goes there's a frozen body, and then suddenly the bo the body escapes. Um, then the slugs are loose to to run amok pretty much, and whatever the slugs get into contact with, the slugs start controlling their body, and like like it's zombies like, and they go pretty much going on the killing spree pretty much. Um, you got these teen, young young adults, not teenagers, but young adults, have to stop them. And you got a detective that has a, has a history of, with these slugs in the past, and um, he knows what's going on, and he he has to stop help them out and stop them also. Um, definitely a lot of good moments in this movie, a lot of good lines in this movie, good acting too. You know, it got you like sitting on the edge of your seat, like, oh man, what's going on? And then you get you to your ending, and once the DVD starts coming out many, many years later, I found out there was an alternate ending to this movie. So it kind of changed the f format of this movie a bit when you see the alternate ending, you know. Um, I, I like the special effects of this movie, especially the slugs, because they were creepy, especially when you get to the finale part of it. Oh, man. Creepy. Oh, yeah, I, I still have to do that, man. Um, it's a good movie, man. I, you'll not be disappointed. The Night of the Creeps, definitely check it out. Hey guys and gals, what's up? Today I'll be reviewing the movie The Night Shift from 2016. 
I'm sure there's a lot of movie with the night shift on it or the night shift or whatever. So let's make it clear. Plus you can see the poster for this movie on the icon or on this review. So go on IMDb and check out the reviews also. And yeah, it's pretty much I don't know where the positive reviews came for this movie, but I do have to agree with a lot of people out there. There are fake reviews reviewers out there on YouTube and there are fake reviewers who write on articles like Amazon or IMDb. And you can tell it's not honest reviews. Right off the back, you can just tell just by reading it or looking at the emotions of a YouTuber. Won't say their names, you know. I classify that, you know, without names, name calling. But The Night Shift for 2016, um, this isn't just a typical simple movie. I mean, it's about the security guard going to night shift this house by himself. And he's like hearing noises. And the movie, I'm going to be straightforward, is this majority, that's what it is, mainly throughout the movie, until he gets this knock on the door by this hot chick that shows up, he makes out with her, and, you know, we start seeing images here and there, you start finding out what this guy's really about, you know, why they have him in that house, doing security in this house by himself, and later on, you start seeing some supernatural horror elements start popping up, but even with that, it's not all that. The only thing I like about this movie was the hot girl. And she was, there was a hot sex scene with her, you know, she was pretty hot. You know, a nice body, nice fuck scene. I'm going to be real with you. You know, nice little fuck scene, you know. I mean, that's the only thing that I was worth looking at. But, um, when it gets to the end, then you'd be like, what else is new? Pretty much. Um, The Night Shift 2016 is not really all that, but if you want to see a hot, nice little hot sex scene, fast forward to just to that glimpse of it, and that's it. Anyway, peace out, and see you later, guys and gals. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about a documentary movie called The Pantry Ghost Documentary. And um, if you don't know what this is, let me give you a hint. You probably saw these ghost videos on YouTube. Especially that video with a ghost going through the mirror. And you see it as clear as there, a clear image of it from a pet from the kitchen. Well, this documentary is based on that. Now, when I first saw this video on YouTube before this documentary... That shit scared the shit out of me. And I was like, everybody else, is it fake or is it real? But if it was fake, that's some scary shit, though. You got me backing up my seat. But it was more to this documentary with this ghost pantry about this family. Um, if you, I won't ruin too much unless... Because I want to let you have that fear factor a little bit. A little scare moment for yourself. But you probably, like I said, you probably saw the video on YouTube anyway. But if you want to know more about it, definitely check this documentary out. Um, it's about the family experience with this ghost in the pantry when they first caught the image. And then you have a lot of people being interviewed, not only the family, but people like like people trying to test test it out if it's real or not, like 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 the footage and stuff and being interviewed pretty much. Um it it just reveals more, you know, and how the family has to cope with it and deal with this ghost coming coming in so the image from the pantry. And when they remove the door, well, take a while, guess what happened? Pretty much you release the spirit. And they haunt it got much, much worse than it was before. Um, the Patrick Ghost documentary, I definitely highly recommend it. And definitely watch this one in the dark, of course. Anyway, peace out, and see you later, guys and gals. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about the movie The Row. So I'm guessing Sorry Row is getting a franchise? Trilogy franchise now? Wow. 
You got the original, you got the remake, and you got this one. This one is not really a remake to a to the original to a remake, but it's it, it, it's 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 a it's his own movie, but with the same concept about sorry low, about sorry hazing gone long, but you don't get that in the beginning of the movie or nothing. You get that like story wise, and it's about this young girl going to college, joining a sorority. Her father's a detective, played by Randy Couture. Yeah, Randy Couture. So, but the movie is like, to me, it's like 85% more Randy Couture than, than the lead character in this movie. It's like, it's like you got a little bit of action at the beginning of the movie. So they really utilize Randy Couture in this movie. I'll tell you that right now. And the movie's really pretty much about serial killer killing the sorority sisters, killing their body parts, and, re- and replacing them with, with, adult, with a mannequin body part instead of what it looked like. But the, the lead character, the police officer's daughter, has something to do with a, another character in this movie, which I cannot spoil it for you because you don't know, you know who the killer is, you know? But the lead character should find out that her mother was part of the sorority and she was part of this sorority hazing also. Yeah, see, that's when the original plot plays off from this from the third movie also, story-wise, story I mean. Um, the kill scenes in this movie is not all that. It's really more, it's a stabbing. You don't exactly see the kill scenes also in this movie. It's mostly off-kill scenes most of the time, you know? Um, the movie is just an okay watch. It's not really all that, so you're not missing anything if you skip it. But um, like I say, it's just a, a time waster. Anyway, peace, guys, and see you later. Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Today we talk about the movie The Screaming Skull. And this is an old school movie from the late 50s. And the movie is one hour. It's not really too much in this movie, to be honest with you. But still, the movie is such a good acting. And you know, when you watch old school movies, for some reason, the horror or science fiction movie, the acting is always good. I don't know why. You know, because you be captivated by it. You know, like, oh, they draw you into the movie. You know? But Scream Skull is no different. Like I said, his acting is good. Of course, it's a black and white movie. Let me just say that. And the movie's about these two couples. There's this guy married his second wife. She enters the house. As the movie progresses, she has seen this ghostly skull. Mysterious stuff's happening around the house. She's screaming. She doesn't know what's going on. She's scared. The husband is like saying it's all in her head pretty much. And as the movie progresses, it kind of leads up to... Another story in this movie about what's really going on, and pretty much stuff start getting exposed. You know, um, all in all, this movie is a simple movie, really enjoyable. You do have a creepy gardener in the movie that you know some somebody you gotta be creeped out. You know, you in a horror movie you gotta add on that one character that will creep you out in the movie that you might think is a villain. Sorry, a little spoiler, but you know, not too much of a spoiler. But the end of the movie is totally different, and um, I think it's an enjoyable watch for within one hour, you know. The Screaming Skull, I said definitely check it out. Peace out, and see you later, guys and gals. Hey, guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about a documentary, mockumentary-style movie called The Trade, which is a hardcore wrestling documentary about the deathmatch legend himself, Nick Sick. Mondo of CZW Wrestling and the reason why I heard about this is because Stone Cold Steve Austin recent podcast is interviewing 
Nick Mondo, and I heard about this documentary called The Trade, so I said, I gotta go to Amazon and check it out. Now, it cost me $5.99, the documentary is only one hour, and um, I think it's actually out on Blu-ray also, and let me just say, right off the back, well worth my money spent, one hour worth my time, mind blown. So, I, I can imagine what the Blu-ray could offer also. Hopefully, it has some special features or deleted scenes maybe. I will have to check that out. But I did saw this on Amazon Online, Prime Video. And this is an amazing. I did show, um, let me also admit, I did show CZW, but I never seen it. I never seen Mondo. And I realized, I think he came in 2007. And I think he retired in 2017, if I'm correct. He walked away. When I seen this documentary, he walked away from the business ten years, and as the documentary follow him, like who he is, who he is, growing up as a kid, um, why he took up hardcore wrestling, um, you see him, you see like scenes of his matches, and they're very, very graphic violence, man. I'm like, holy shit, and how he got started with CZW. Um, there's also like mockumentary scenes in between, like a movie scene about him. You see him talking to like his darker side, and then he he's kind of forced to come back. You know, kind of like like the movie Venom. You know how Venom is swaying Eddie Brock pretty much, kind of like that. You see so you see scenes like that. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is when he went to Tokyo, Japan. You see you see a cool Tokyo burlesque type of show. In this documentary also, which I thought was kind of cool, man. They even did like a Spider-Man scene on it. I mean, you gotta check it out, man. I really, you gotta check it out. And the documentary also talk about um, people that were influenced by Nick Mondo. Um, they also have scenes about a guy that grew up watching his matches in the arena and how he became a wrestler himself for CCW because of Nick Mondo. And it's amazing how this one man influenced people in the hardcore wrestling scene. I mean, wow, I am mind blown by this, and um, The Trade, please check it out, I highly, highly recommend it, it's on Amazon right now, and you can also buy the Blu-ray if you want, peace guys, and see you later, guys and gals.